Good morning, everyone. I'm Patrolman Bobby Newton. We're here for another episode of the Cape Girdle Police Department podcast. Today, I have the pleasure to be with three wonderful ladies that are spouses of officers here at the Cape Girdle Police Department. They're going to tell us what it's like to be a spouse of a law enforcement officer. Liza, you are a new spouse, relatively new spouse to one of our officers here at KPD. Um, how long have you been married and how long has he been in law enforcement? So we've been married two years as of September of this year and then law enforcement for about 18 months. So he was he in the academy whenever you guys got married? or? So we would gotten married and then six months later he went to the academy. Okay. And then Rachel, my lovely wife of 13 years, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in uh, a law enforcement spouse. So I have been a law enforcement wife for 10 years. Um, as Bobby said, we've been married for 13 years. Um, Is that all yet? I guess. I don't know what else <laughs> you want me to say. <laughs> and then we have the veteran, Miss Crystal Barker. Yes. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been a spouse of a law enforcement officer? I have been an LAO wife for 37 years, married 38 years. So that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> law enforcement life. So you've seen a lot of changes, I'm sure, over those those years. Absolutely. And your husband is Assistant Chief Barker now. Um, whenever he started, I'm assuming he started in the patrol division and moved up to the ranks yeah, over absolutely. the years. Yep. So as we mentioned, Liza, you're fairly new. Rachel, you've been in it a little bit. And Crystal, you've been in it for quite some time. Almost looking forward to the retirement, I believe, yeah. uh, in the near future. Uh, but we'll see about that. What are some What are some thoughts you all have? Uh, and Liza, we can start with you as far as what are What are your thoughts as far as Joel being in law enforcement and how that has affected your relationship? And just a little bit about what what your opinion is on it. So in the beginning, when we when he started working for KPD, we were living in Perryville. Um, he's got a son who's 10 and goes to Perryville School, so everything was fine. But it was really hard on Joel to drive after a 12-hour shift the 45 minutes back to Perryville. So we moved to Cape, and when we did that, it put a lot more stress on myself because now I'm responsible for getting the kid to and from school. And then I'm also currently pregnant, so my hormones are all over the place, and it just gets a little hectic at times. It, that kind of comes with the nature of the job, as these two other ladies can tell you. It does get <laughs> hectic from time to time, but it's it's part of the job. It's part of the nature, but we seem to make it work somehow. Individuals that are not part of this lifestyle that look into it are like, how in the world do you do that? And i got to give credit where credit's due. You ladies are absolutely amazing for allowing your husbands to be officers because it's it, it, I always say that you guys have the toughest job. Our job's easy. Uh, we we have a, a playbook, you might say, that we go by of what we can and can't. You guys are the ones putting the kids to bed, feeding them, giving them baths. We're not always there, um, and, and it's very hard for you all at home. Rachel, you've you've been around for a little while. You've been in this lifestyle for a while. What are some takeaways that you've had uh, being? You know, I've been an officer for ten years now. What are some things that you've seen over the years? So I think things have changed over the seasons of our life. Um, in the beginning, I think it was a lot easier because it was just you and I, and we didn't have kids to you know worry about. We didn't have a lot of extra stresses in our life. We were you know still kind of newlyweds. We've been married for three years, and 
um, it was just a big transition in general. You go into the academy and figuring out how we were going to do life then. A few years down the road, we start bringing children into it, and that's when it got chaotic. Um, that's also when you started your narcotics, um, being a narcotic officer, not An doing officer. narcotics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a narcotic <laughs> officer. Um, and so your schedule went from a typical 12 hour shift to a whenever, wherever, however long. And then we had children too. So that is when it was really stressful. Um, that's when, you know, the kids were, when's daddy coming home? And is he going to be here today? And it's always, I don't know. I'm not sure that kind of thing. And like you mentioned, you know, I was the one responsible for getting the children and luckily we have parents that help, but, um, that was, that was really stressful. Now moving into the position that you're in now, I think things are a little bit more routine for us. Um, there's hardly ever a day where he's not there in the mornings to, you know, help get the kids ready or, you know, to be at special events and things like that. So I think that as your career progresses, then those things change. Um, not saying that it won't ever be stressful again, but um, I feel like right now we're in a really good place. And, and it still it has its stressful moments. There's Absolutely. still times whenever, you know, I Your phone rings don't always at 2 make it home in the, morning, or the or... news is calling me saying, what's going on with this crash? Um, things like that. So it, it doesn't completely go away, but it definitely um, it changes over the years. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, you know, you've, you've seen me go from patrol to the detective division, back to patrol, and now to this role that I'm in now. Um, so you've seen a lot of different changes over the years. Liza, I know that you are still fairly new at this. So uh, everything that Rachel talks about and then what Crystal talks about, you will get to see at some point during Joe's career. So um, it's exciting. It's, you know, And that's why I love the job, too, uh, is because it's never the same. It's always changing. It's a uh, new day every day. It's exciting and keeps me going. So, Crystal, do you want to talk a little bit about your experience and over the 37 Seven years. years. Yes. I think when he started out um, back in the late 80s, I was very naive. I'm thinking all he's going to be doing is writing tickets, <laughs> catch drunk, <laughs> and bad guys. And over time, it has evolved. All we have ever known for majority of the law enforcement career is shift work. And at times, I felt like a single parent. As he moved up in rank, and actually seemed like he got a regular job, (laughs) just working during the day, Monday through Friday, it was an adjustment for us. Because doing shift work, you have those days when you have just time to yourself when they're working during the week, and you get to watch whatever TV show you want on TV or whatever, or have dinner with your girlfriends or what have you, Um, do things with the kids. Then... When he's there every night, it was a new adjustment. Oh, I don't have this free time anymore. <laughs> and But you had to, we kind of readjusted our personal lives to that. Also, more recently, probably um, the last, you know, almost decade, with things that are happening on the national stage and how that has affected. I thought eventually, as he moved up in ranks, the stress would go down. It really has, I think, with more responsibility is a different kind of stress. Right. And I've seen a lot of change with him in that. And the stress of the job does overflow into the family at times. And it's how do you adapt to that as it goes. It's been a a great learning experience along the way. No one in the very beginning 
when he started, there was no education about that. And now we're finding out with mental health and everything, I've even the last five years or so have gotten more educated by going to conferences with him about that, being more aware that there are tools out there. And I wish I'd had that a decade, you know, way 20 years ago, I think would have prepared me a little bit more as things changed through his law enforcement career. And there, there's a lot of changes that go throughout the career. And as you mentioned, you you said that you were a little naive at first. And I think a lot of spouses are like that. And you guys can probably speak on it better than I could, obviously. But uh, there's times that I felt like maybe Rachel didn't quite get what I was really doing. Um, and, that, and I didn't. I mean, I, I agree with Crystal. Is I was very naive. I mean, I knew that you were going to be a police officer. And, okay, what did that mean? It meant, you know, you worked a 12-hour shift you came home and you know I don't necessarily think and a lot of times when you're on nights like we didn't have time to talk about what happened in your day and so there was a lot of time that we didn't get to communicate just because our schedules didn't allow for that and so no I didn't know what you were doing on a daily basis and I didn't know what kind of stresses came with it until you know here recently when when things changed um, for us and that's when I kind of became a little bit more aware. Did you ever do a ride-along Crystal? Yes, I've been on, I think, two or three of them. When was it? Was that at the beginning of his career, middle? I think it was about within about, uh, probably within the first five years was my first one. And then probably when he was probably about 15 years in, I did another one. And I always did them at midnight because that's when I heard everything happened right. at yeah. night. And yeah. I'm like, I wanted to see action. <laughs> yeah. But the last one I had went on, he actually got into an altercation with someone who was drunk and next thing I know they're on the ground and of course that's at the time when all the bars are letting out and I'm you know they tell you stay in the police car which I am and I kept looking back where is everybody else versus backup that was quite wide opening to me um, because I thought anything could have happened at that time but he was down in front of the car and they were wrestling on the ground and I couldn't even see what was going on nor could I get out and help of course but so it was quite interesting, these ride-alongs that I did do, but that was the last one. I kind of had mixed feelings on it. I Rachel never done a ride-along with me up until last year, I think it was. She done a ride-along. And the reason that I didn't want her doing a ride-along was because I didn't want her seeing what we do. For example, if we if I got into an altercation while she was with me, how would that affect her? So I was more on the protective side of you don't need to see what we do day in and day out and then it kind of came to a realization to me that she's sitting at home while i'm working not knowing what i'm doing so how is that fair to her so then i was like you know what let's do this you know and so i brought her in for a ride along and liza i know you've been on a few ride alongs so i've been on several ride alongs kind of like you crystal i wanted to see some action but every ride along i've been on it's Nothing. dead quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so Everyone minds their P's and Q's when I go. So I think that's a great opportunity. I think spouses should do a ride-along. Even if it's not with their own husband or, or wife, they need to do the ride-along with somebody so they can see what their spouse does, you know, day in and day out. Uh, and I know you went through the Citizens Police Academy. That probably opened your eyes some on what we do. Oh, the scenarios at the end, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, you know... I've kind of, myself, I've changed my mindset of quit protecting and start showing that way you're not sitting home worried about what's going on or or what's happening. 
you ladies are also, I know Crystal and Liza are on the board for Beyond the Badge, and uh, Rachel's getting a little more involved in that as well. So do you guys want to talk about Beyond the Badge and kind of what it what it is? Beyond the Badge is um, a family support group. Um, back when I first started, there was um, an organization called Cape County Women Law Enforcement, and it was great, and I made a lot of good friends and lasting friends, even though they're no longer in law enforcement. That eventually fizzled out, and over time, some of us seasoned <laughs> officer wives <laughs> were thinking, um, we don't know anybody. There's a whole new generation that's coming in. And if there was ever a critical incident, how could we be there for each other? And we kind of missed that camaraderie with being uh, together and doing things. So with going to conferences and everything and the way things were kind of heating up on the streets and stuff, we were like, we really need, if we're going to do this, we need to go ahead and get this organization put together now. So we did. We came up with Beyond the Badge. It um, is not only just for spouses. It could also be for your significant other, a parent, a brother, a sister. Anybody could be a part of this organization. Our main goal is to bring the Blue family together. And that includes the clerical staff and the civilian staff and the communications. We try to host events that, social events, um, such as uh, we have Cape of Catfish. We try to do that as a family event. It was awesome. We had a blast this year. <laughs> yes. So. My son is still talking about the catfish walking around throwing the baseballs to him. Yeah. So that, was, yeah. that was exciting. <laughs> We're planning on do, making that an annual event because it be is a very popular <laughs> yeah. event that we do, uh, do. We've done things like outdoor movie nights. We have two events that are coming up that we're doing family photos. We're going to start that this year. If it's a success and people like it, we'll continue to do that every year. Another event we're going to have in November is a firearm safety event. Uh, We encourage it to be coupled with the officers. That's what it's designed to do, to kind of promote the camaraderie and the fellowship among all of us. But we also want to be there in time of a critical incident, and we're trying to um, be there that if, if, if there's a spouse, maybe they're struggling or something's kind of going on, they can reach out to one of us, and we could provide maybe some resources that can kind of help get them through that. Liza, would you have anything else to say since you're one of our newest board members? Well, I'll just add. So, for example, we had a spouse that went through surgery this last year. And Beyond the Batch got together to get her a little bit of a care package because she also has children. So it's just kind of our way to take care of her when she was out because of surgery. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if you guys weren't together, if you all weren't taking care and looking out for one another, nobody would. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's a great, great way to look at it. You guys are doing great things. I fully support Beyond the Badge. I know Crystal has reached out to me several times to say, hey, can you uh, help us with this or that? I'll put my two cents in there. <laughs> now, whether y'all listen or not, that's up to y'all. But I will give you my opinion. Most of the time, we don't. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've figured that out. So, How has that changed over the years, though, Crystal? That support's not always been there. I know you said you guys have always had, or when you started, you had the women of... Cape County Women Law Enforcement at that time. It has changed because there was no support for a long time. Uh, No support unless you just happen to have a friend on the same shift that you can kind of confide and talk to and have that kind of that one-on-one support that way. But then shifts change and people change and they move in different departments or schedules and whatnot. And then sometimes you find yourself you don't have the support because you don't know 
whoever for a while. So that was another reason. We wanted to just, especially the way times are, we just wanted to bring the Blue family together to get that support system going and be there for one another Yeah. in time, especially in critical incidents. Right, which I'm sure you've been through. Oh, yes. Yeah. You can't hardly do this job for 37 years and not go through a few critical incidents. Absolutely. Yeah. But speaking of events and upcoming events, uh, I know you guys partner with the uh, Cape Girardeau Police Department every year for the Mental Wellness Conference, which is phenomenal, by the way. Uh, you all do a great job helping out tremendously with that. Uh, that's coming up in... April 22nd, 23rd of 2024, and it's at the Drury Plaza. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, one of y'all? And going to the conferences uh, with Rodney, and I will highly recommend any spouse that's listening to this podcast, if your officer is going to a conference somewhere, a wellness conference, try to go with them, because that was wide opening to me. After going to a couple, we were inspired, hence um, with the support of Chief West Blair and my husband, they have been the leader in getting all this coordinated. And like I said, we are, we are as you said, we are partners. Um, it's very important to me with this wellness conference that we do have a family aspect there for the families of the officers, spouses especially. So we have lots of fun. We, have, we try to uh, draw national speakers. We usually have a social night, which is a lot of fun, and we always have a comedian to kind of break up all this, you know, the seriousness, seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> of the day's events. We make sure everyone's fed well. Board of Beyond the Badge volunteer for this, and we gather the door prizes, and we do the check-ins, and just be there to answer any questions that people have. And we also have input of, of kind of how maybe the scheduled uh, uh, speakers, you know, of every all the events, how that goes for the couple yeah. days. And one really, really important aspect of this that you didn't mention is family members are free. It doesn't cost them a dime. Even for the officers, the, fir- the first responders, even we, we invite fire, EMS, all first responders invited to this. Uh, the cost is relatively low for them even. You know, there's hardly any trainings out there that you can go to that you're not going to spend an arm and a leg. And we get top-notch quality speakers at these. I know uh, in 2024, we've got Dr. Kevin Gilmartin, who is the author of Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement, a guide for officers and their families, which is an amazing book, by the way. Liza, if you haven't read it, you need to. Have you read it? Uh, It's on my to-be-read list. Yeah, that's what I figured, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's sitting at home, so you can pick it up and read it. I'll pick it up as soon as we get done. Yeah, Uh, so we've got him coming. The book's amazing. He's a great guy. And then we've also got Scott Medlin, who is uh, a YouTuber, and he also does a podcast, which is the 10 Code Mindset. And then we've got other speakers that will be there for those two days. Um, I know we've got an attorney coming in talking about how to set up your wills, you know, kind of what what to expect on um, estate planning. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, setting up estate planning and things like that. So I know Rachel and I done that a few years ago with him. We don't have to worry about that now. So it, it's it's a great opportunity to, to do that as well. I was going to say, that was one thing, like setting up our will and stuff I was really stressed out about. Because that was kind of mid-career for him. And I was also pregnant with our first child. Um, but I will say, it was super easy to do. And it was not as scary as I thought it was going to be. So it is something that I recommend to a lot of 
well, every law enforcement officer and their spouse is to get that taken care of because it isn't something we have to worry about now. And once you're done, you're done for the most part. So I would highly recommend getting that done. And then after the uh, first day of the conference, we've got, as you mentioned, our social evening. Um, And we've got Mike Armstrong coming. He's actually a former police officer from the Louisville area, I believe. And now he's a comedian. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot of his stuff, and he sounds really funny. So we've got him booked for that. So, and that's a, that, again, that's a free social evening. It doesn't cost them a dime. It's part of the part of the conference. So, a lot of great things coming up, and a lot of uh, exciting things for the conference this year. Let's start one by one. Eliza, is there anything being a new spouse or a spouse to a new officer? Uh, is there anything that you? would like to leave everybody with any piece of advice any piece of advice that you've learned over these two years uh i would say be flexible uh the other night joel was supposed to be off at 6 p.m and he didn't get home until 1 a.m so be flexible be understanding and have grace now rachel crystal does that ever happen <laughs> 6 p.m and he doesn't get home to 1 a.m that never happens right i mean i can only think of a few times <laughs> ever. Um, rachel same question for you what what piece of advice would you would you give everything liza said for sure um being flexible and giving your husband grace even though you may be extremely frustrated with um him coming in late or him taking those phone calls in the middle of the night i mean it is his job. We have jobs that we perform on a daily basis, and that's what we're expected to do. And this is what, you know, these officers are expected to do. And I just feel like exactly what you said, having grace for them and showing them support and learning what they do. I, I think that that has been very changing for me is actually seeing the things that he does and um, understanding a little bit more about the processes of the law enforcement and just kind of getting, you know, a better knowledge of that. And also stick it out. And if you need help, get it because it's going to be very stressful. And it, like I said before, it's different seasons and it's not always going to be that stressful. Um, And then if you're struggling, reach out to be on the badge. Crystal? They really covered very well everything on that. I think just be a good listener when they're ready to talk. Just listen. That's good. One thing that I can say being on this side of it as, as an officer and two other officers is don't be afraid to walk, to step away from work. Put the phone down. Your family comes first. Your job will always be there. You will be replaced tomorrow if something happens to you today. So make sure that you take that time to spend with your family and put work aside. It'll be there when you get back. That's, that's something that I am still working on, but I am slowly in the process of getting where I need to be. Uh, I don't know that I'll ever be where I should be, but it's always a goal to strive for. So that's my thought. Yeah, I feel like it's so easy to like get absorbed in your work though, as a police officer because you're policing the community that you're walking around in every single day. Yep. So that's something Joel does is we'll be driving around town about to go on like a date night or something, and he's talking about cars that, you know, they have expired tags. tags. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's so romantic. <laughs> um, so as... As a spouse of officers here, can we ask you a question? Sure. Okay. What does an officer need from their spouse as support, as, you know, what do you all need from us when you come home at the end of the day or even when you're here at work and you're going through stuff? What do you need from us? 
we need you guys to remind us to step away from work. Put the phone down. You don't have to respond to that email right now. You don't have to take that phone call right now. Just let it go. We need we need that reminder from you all. Uh, and then we, we need exactly what you guys give us is grace and the support. Um, knowing that, yes, there are times where we may work late or we may get called into work. And you guys are... Your understanding of that. Ladies, thank you so much for coming in and joining us, and hopefully, you all had a good time as well. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow along on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, and many other outlets so you can catch the latest episode. Thanks for listening. 